0: My bike works
1: very well and uh, is precise. The setting is good, and uh, I'm very strong in braking, so it's possible to have a great pace and make a great battle.
2: Welcome to Laps Gamer Radio I'm your host Mark Hamer and I'm not going to do the usual opening spiel uh, The pound's fallen so far it's worth less than empty crisp packets Bands of angry racists are prowling the streets telling all the polls to go home and our next Prime Minister might be Boris fucking Johnson So fuck it, let's talk about video games On today's episode I'm joined by regular LGR team member Kev Good evening Kev Hello there We're also joined by returning guest Stuart Cullen from the soon to be Independent People's Republic of Scotland Good evening Stuart Alright, <laughs> I told you to change the walks last time they- I was here.
0: <laughs> don't
2: leave that door open. <laughs> and joining us tonight is, as our LGR community guest is Ali, uh, aka Cornwolf on
3: Twitter. Good evening, Ali. Hello. I don't know why I'm waving, because you can't see me, but there we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> habit, Podcasts yeah. are a visual medium.
3: <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself then? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Alistair Cornwolf, thank you very much for the for the invite. Uh, better known as uh, Cornwolf from... Uh, YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and and all those wonderful uh, and weird mediums that you can stalk people on these days. (laughs) First came across uh, you guys over at uh, LGR from Stu, who I've done a bit of work with within the Forza community and um, on Twitter and whatnot. I think he was on an episode a couple of weeks uh, prior to me, uh, starting to listen to you guys probably about two, three months ago, something like that, last time he was on. It was the best Um, episode And then, yeah. (laughs) we're still taking the meds now
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, and yeah i've just been listening ever since it's uh without blowing your trumpet to you guys it's a really good uh podcast just an, an all-arounder which is quite hard to get it's either very uh nintendo playstation or xbox fan base so it's quite a nice all-arounder um so yeah that's uh, that's how i came about to find the podcast uh, myself, i uh, kind of a lapsed gamer. I've put an lapse um, because I go through phases, uh, which is one of my worst habits uh, of playing games. I will buy something and play the shit out of the game up until about an hour or so left of the game. And then go, on. Oh, no, I'm completing it far too quick. <laughs> I'll put it down, chuck it back in the cupboard and play something else. Um, that and I'm uh, uh, an IT services manager and keeps me quite busy. Um, and I'm quite uh, keen on the the quality of my content on my YouTube channel Um, so you don't get a lot of videos from me Um, but I do try and give the quality and whatnot out there Um, my primary platform was Xbox One uh, up until a couple of months ago when I brought a PS4 Um, I thought I'd jump on that bandwagon and have been pretty impressed with it Uh, I do think the UI is a little bit clunky Yes. Um, the Xbox seems to be doing really well to improve that Um, but I see why so many people have brought the PS4 and it is doing so well Um, so although I've got a lot of games left to complete on the Xbox One, I've started to sway more towards the Playstation side of things, Um, I've also got a gaming PC and a 2DS don't really use a 2DS for much other than Pokemon (laughs) 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 that's me Uh, and then yeah, like all sorts of games um, massive Forza fan and racing fan and action adventure games and RPG and throw anything at me and I'll play it pretty much so that's me. Cool. Well,
2: welcome to the show. It's good to have you along. Thank you very much for the invite. Shall we move on to what we've been playing then? Yay! Yay! Yeah. This is where we get to find out what gash
4: Stuart's been playing then.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of swords. Here we go. Why,
0: why don't you start us off then, Stuart? Oh, what gash oh, have you oh, been playing? Thanks,
4: thanks. No pressure.
0: It's one of these <laughs> on the list,
1: I'm at the end, so I was like, I'm safe, I can oh, I'm safe. Now nah, um yeah, what have I I've been playing? Um playing a mixed bag of stuff recently. Um, started with uh, Valentino Rossi The Game. I um, don't know if any of these are MotoGP fans. Um, nope, nope. But if you like motorbikes um, it's probably the most comprehensive c- computer game developed for the MotoGP series ever. Um, it's theoretically two games in one. One game is the Valentino Rossi game which is... Basically, I look back at his career and highlighting all his historical races, and there's interviews connected to it. Um, it's really in depth. But it's got all the liveries, all the helmets, all the levers, everything you could wish for. It also has, because he does rally, it also has rally in it, which is quite interesting, and it has drifting in it because he likes to drift. So I didn't know any of that? <laughs> there's um, there's a bit of that in the biking, and then the other half is it's the full blown 2015, 2016. MotoGP game So fundamentally for the price of one game You're getting two games Which is a massive bundle of Motorsported goodness Um, And yeah it's, it's, It's good if you like MotoGP If you don't like MotoGP It's probably not for you But if you even have a faint Inkling of bikes I'd say it's probably the game to buy Just for the sheer volume of content, and you'll get a lot out of it if you enjoy or have a kind of inkling to the sport, you know. Um I take it nobody hears. Well, maybe Wolf might may be interested because it's about rally in it. <laughs> but um, other than that, well, I'm,
2: a, I'm a rally fan as well.
1: Yeah, but the rally isn't the main selling point. It's a motorbike game yeah, with rally attached, mm. which is quite. Which uh, a lot of people can't seem to get their head around I'm hearing it's like it's a motorbike game with rally in it. That's funny. Well, no really. It's a <laughs> game about. Well, a, how does the a man's how does line. the rallying aspect stand up to say dirt rally? Fundamentally, the rallyings left direct with Sebastian Wolf. Evil Rally so oh sorry not very good well you say that but Milestone like Simulation but they don't like telling people that because it's the hardest games in the world and if you stick on the assists on yeah it's playable but without any of the assists you're gonna hurt and you're gonna hurt hard on it um, so it, it's it's more sim than it is arcade but it, it, it's it's targeted at like an arcade market, so a lot of people play it and go, oh, this is I keep falling into the gravel or I keep crashing, or whatever. Whereas if you stick with it and you just tweak it and tweak settings and stuff, like I, I, I reviewed it and I said in the review, I said it will take about a half hour for you to get to the sweet spot, but you you'll need to make the game work for you to get to that sweet spot. But then, it, it, I mean, it's the long haul. You know, I mean, you're talking maybe for, for Christ, a hundred, two hundred hours plus of racing to be done in it. You know. Um, so it's definitely worth a look at for that aspect. Yeah.
3: Uh, it sounds like a um, like one of the WWE games. Obviously, it's not wrestling, but in terms of you, <laughs> I have don't know. A, I've seen them. Like, they did kick Mark
1: Marquez off his bike, so <laughs> a bit of brawling going on there, you know.
3: No, but in terms of like the um, like the latest one, you've got the Stone Cold storyline, mm. But then you've also got the main game attached to it. So you've got like the two for one.
1: Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. Story it's, it's, it's like that. Um it's interesting because the, the Sebastian Wobes are, are is probably the, the one I draw most connection to because i played that as well. Whereas that's a rally game where Sebastian Wobe built into it. It's no like rally 2016 if you know what I mean. Whereas this one they've just grabbed all the licenses and went right we're not going to be able to make two separate games. Let's just make one Uber game um, that's kind of half roads. Visually the bikes and riders look amazing But the but, See it's the old ar- argument with racing games You don't really need pretty tracks and stuff When you're going 200 miles an hour Because it's all just a blur It's yeah, that kind of yeah. thing Whereas if you stop to look at the crowd They look quite cardboard and just static <laughs> But you're never <laughs> yeah. you're, you're playing the game wrong then As I say you know what I mean So um, the bit that needs to look nice Looks nice And the bit that's that don't need to look nice Just to look like a blur Um But it's really interesting because they've also released Ducati 90th Anniversary Which is a Ducati-only game Which is really strange Because I don't think it'll do as well Because it came out the same week as Valentino's (laughs) game But it's a download-only title A bit of backstory, Milestone's an Italian developer So they're Italian Uh, Valentino Rossi's Italian Ducati's Italian You start to see, they're like Milestone are like the European version of Codemaster Hmm. If that makes sense If Codemasters yep. Britain's Racing Hub Milestones Europe always Racing Hub They do the MX Racing stuff as well the mo- They specialise in mo- Motorbikes and stuff But they do a bit of car stuff But it's Predominantly that So I'm in line To get a go at the Ducati game as well Just to see what it's like i will be just the same As the Valentino Rossi game Apart from it, I'll be racing at Ducati Think of that That's how it'll go But again If you're into it You're into it If you're not into it I can't make you get any at the night, but you should really watch a MotoGP race and then go holy shit! Lewis Hamilton's a pussy, but
3: that's just me. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, I've, I've seen some MotoGP racing at uh, Donington, which mm-hmm. is my local track, and yeah, that's just scary because mm. they use the extended version compared to what they used to be TCC. Yeah, it's got the the old hairpin, I think it's called or whatever and the way they go across that chicane is just nuts yeah it's it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's it is,
1: when you think about in a, in a car you've got four wheels and all you know that Only, they guys have got nothing and when they high side yeah. all they've got is air and sky that's all they've got to pad yeah. them as they hit the deck and uh, yeah it's spectacular definitely is worth looking at but again I'm not here to get you into the sport I'm just here to say game's good if you like the sport it's a good game that was on the Xbox One the next game is on the old PlayStation it's Guilty Gear's X Xed. XRD XRD uh, Revelator is as it sounds is as Japanese as it comes. Um, I'll be honest, it wipes the floor with Street
2: Fighter. It wipes the floor <gasps> with. It.
0: Uh,
2: <clears throat> it's visually beautiful. That's that's the thing. Like uh, the the guilt like uh, the previous Guilty Gear's always looked kind of nice, but well, then when uh, Exord is it Exord or Zerd I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, is it
3: not? Crossed. If it's Japanese, they don't have have X. I don't know why I've seen this on a podcast or heard it on
2: a podcast. It was on this podcast, let's not go there. It was on this one, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, we've heard conflicting messages about whether the Nintendo new console is, like, called the N-Cross or the N-X, but then Reggie was referring it to the N-X at E3, so we'll stick to N-X for the time being. But yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it's called. Whatever the hell it's called. Guilty Gear, whatever. Revoluer. It looks uh, no the, the, the X-Zerd X, or Zerd whatever it was the last one looked absolutely incredible yeah well the thing is the the the, the visuals
1: in this are built into the Unreal 4 engine and it's mm-hmm. really misleading because it looks like a 2D fighter looks like a beautiful 2D fighter it's actually it's 3D. a 3D fighter so yeah, yeah. you'll do certain moves and you'll play as a 2D fighter fight 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 and you'll do specials and the camera will go f- like will pivot round to the side and everything looks 3D and it's like Oh my god! It's like a fucking cartoon, um, <laughs> and it's it's really good. Um, it's got a story mode which is like an hour and a half long manga to watch. Which I, you might go, "Oh, I don't want that," but you can stop at any time and go and fight. You know, I mean, nobody mm. stop me for fighting. But it's an actual story, an actual comprehensive story, which to the point where there's an actual Wikipedia built into the game. So you've watched the film. And at any point, you can pause and go to the wiki and read up on characters, locations, and all of that stuff. So you actually know who people are, who they are, why they are, blah, blah, blah. That's all great, but the actual fighting in it is really good. There's two styles there's the stylish style, odd enough, and there's a technical style. Technical styles, pure bones, you're doing combos by your half. Circles and all that jazz, charging up. Uh, stylish is basically the game does half the fighting for you. So you don't move, you block, the game blocks for you and it's built to be more accessible. So it's built so that you don't get your ass handed to you and it's built so you learn how to fight, actually fight if you know what I mean. And there's so many comprehensive tutorials and all that in this game. i am be honest, I think it's the best fighting game fundamentally exclusive because it's only on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 so I'm going to say Sony exclusive um, I'm going to say it's better the Street Fighter I'm going to say that
2: on record I think it less is less accessible though how is it less accessible? I've heard that the Guilty Gear games are if you've never played them before like if, if you're not a uh, if you're not really good at fighting games or if you're not like particularly well versed in fighting games it's like it's the Guilty Gear games have been like King of Fighters traditionally quite hard to get into if you're not O'Fay with fighting it. That's where the stylish style comes in. You fight Mm. in stylish
1: style. You look cool as fuck.
0: You literally (laughs) are pulling
1: off the best moves in the game. And all you're doing, like, I first previewed the game back at HyperSporting event um, in Glasgow, and I played against the official rep, uh, Peter Fury is called, and he hammered me five matches. He didn't even break sweat when we were playing technical. See when we put it on a stylish. (laughs) I started running back with a vengeance Because he was playing technical So he was trying to actually pull combos off As you would as a technical fighter But as a total noob I was using stylish And I was not just holding my own I was winning against him So It's a weird one I think the stylish thing's there to hold your hand a wee bit To teach you the ropes But then you switch to technical When you feel you're competent enough If you know what I mean Plus Mm. there's so many tutorials And teaching things and all that I honestly think it's the most, It's uh, like Valentino Rossi's games, the most comprehensive racing game I think it's a really comprehensive, competent fighting game Which, when you look at Street Fighter It's like, it just blows it away Because Street Fighter came out and it only had like, well it was like Overwatch It only had like two what? Modes? Um, and Guilty Gears has just come out with a host of stuff And again over, uh no Overwatch, Gilly Gears, <laughs> It'll drop in price really quick Because everybody will look and go uh, But then it'll find a, a niche kilt falling And it'll start getting eSports tournaments and so forth So not yet. But I definitely think if you're looking for a fighter And you've got the kind of money in their pocket And it's a throw up between that and Street Fighter I'd definitely go for this I'd give it a try I think there's a demo as well online So I don't think there's anything to lose by trying it And it is really good You know what I mean? Yes, it's off yeah. the ball, bombastic, Japanese who are fighting his woman and like there's a lassie who's tied into a medical bed, which is really strange. <laughs> and the bed <laughs> fights, and then there's a girl inside an, an, an old guy robot. Who's that? Like, sounds
2: kind of like some of the characters that are in Skullgirls. It's,
1: it's got that flavour to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the new characters is called Jackal, who's basically a woman who summons up. Uh, Jackal lanterns, but she's got three different defensive styles and stuff and um, there's a lot to it um, and I'll no get justice because I'm not a fighting fan but I'm not a fighting aficionado shall we say I'm a fighting fan I just you know and as a guy who's played as I was on the last show I was talking about Mortal Combat X and how played it with my mate it was great we went online with we R6. playing this for story mode and stuff and that I, I actually enjoyed it it's good it's worth a mm. look I would say but then you know two thumbs up Um, No, however, a couple of things I've been playing I started playing the Technomancer Another one of these middle-of-the-roads European releases Um, Technomancer isn't officially out yet It comes out this week Um, I'm playing it for a review It's a bit like Mass Effect But instead of being in the galaxy You are on Mars And the whole concept is Hundreds of years ago people went to Mars and water is the most important thing on Mars. Um, but then the corporations who own the water have got big biodomes, like mega cities, but not quite as big. And the idea is each biodome's a different city, it's a different group of people and stuff. And you are raised as a technomancer. Technomancers are like the judges in Mars. This is really what we well, the judge red cross Um and you are there as peacekeepers. But if you go into the radio act If you go into the sun in Mars You mutate into a mutant right? So there's there's a, a nice rich backstory to it And I've only played about 2 or 3 hours of it um, It's okay it's, it's it's enjoyable so far I'm no bored mm-hmm. yet Combat's a bit hard But I think that's just because I'm knowing that RPG I, I need to grind to level up to be better But um, it's good It's good It's, it's like a bit like Mass Effect A bit like Dragon Age That kind of there's trees to talk and stuff um, If you're looking for something this summer eh, it would probably be worse than that I'd say, you know what I mean hmm. It'll be about £30-£40, pounds on it So give it a bash and probably, probably Enjoy yourself if you're into that kind of game You know what I mean Yes, the voice acting's a bit hammy and a bit cheesy at times And yes, it does have a whole <laughs> budget feel to it But to be honest it, it, it aims, it punches above its weight And so far it's been it's been alright You know what I mean um, But I'm not officially giving it 100% status right now So
2: we shall see. Well, it's uh, it's another one of those releases by um, Focus Home Interactive, isn't it? Though? Yeah. They sort of they they seem to specialize in a sort of like the double A games. Like I was looking down their roster, and they've got Sticks, Master of the Shadows, and um, Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments, and um, Farming Simulator, and, and games like that. Yeah,
1: just not not quite amazing games, just middle of the road games you know what I mean good yeah. good games in their own right but they're no you're not going to run it to your mate and grab them and go yeah mate I'm playing Technomancer and you're all going to go okay. oh my god you know what a I mean a solid
2: 6 or 7 out of 10 aye aye definitely yeah. I think
1: but I'm holding back review because you know can't be can't be spoiling it right now ok um, <laughs> the other thing I was playing was I don't know I've not listened to the E3 show so I don't know if he's talked about it but I played the Resident Evil 7 thing
2: he, I've got it downloaded it's sat on my PlayStation dashboard I haven't plucked up the courage to play it yet it's yeah. it's Say PT's me. cheap cousin it, mm, it, so it, I've it, heard. it watched PT
1: and went yeah there's an idea mm. and then when you play it you're kind of like oh aye. and then you kind of like I play through it once and you're like I wonder if I do that and it, it does what you would imagine it, it, it changes I think there's three outcomes but they all end the same way um there's one, two jump scares in it if you're thinking that way um, it'll be nothing like the game it doesn't involve Chris Redfield or Wesker or big knives or guns Good. or anything of excitement
2: um, <laughs> it, it is what it is um, I think it's a cool concept but but, yeah, don't you think that they, like at this point, Resident Evil needed desperately to do something drastically different, though. It needs yeah. to do something different, but it, it, it whiffs it has a faint
1: whiff. Uh, Silent Hill, I feel. I felt. Well, yeah, I felt. they I mean, felt like, like Silent Hill or Outlast. Point yeah, in, you know. And I'm kind of like, does it need to? Are they going to do that kind of style? A walking horror simulator. You know what I mean? Is that the next? is that the next thing they're going to do that everybody else is done at least they're
2: trying something different because they've been trying to recapture the what they had with Resident Evil 4 for years Mm. uh, and they haven't been able to do it like it's all subsequent Resident Evil's been a bit shit compared to Resident Evil 6 is horrible yeah and 5 was bad as well 5 was
1: okay in co-op I'll give it as due 5 was alright in co-op 6 I played to uh, Leon's missions And bind it And I hate it mm-hmm. I hate it with a passion It's just horrible It's like PT was Theoretically meant to be The next Silent Hill But it's nothing like it It's the same thing This is the next Resident Evil But it's nothing to do with it You know what I mean There's there's, It's it's just a PR tool it? It's e free, Fluff in it Get excited yeah. You know Play this And be Crap your pants, and we'll take it off the network in a week's time, and you'll never have to. Yeah,
2: it, it definitely feels like they were trying to do what um, Konami did with PT, and like sort of like put this trailer out. That's probably going to bear no resemblance to the final game at all, but it'll get people talking about it. And but the thing about PT was PT was like a game. You actually played PT. You did things in it.
1: This you don't do much. You know what I mean? It, it, it's very limited. And like, I, I, when I played it, my mate was talking to me, and he's kind of like. You'll be done this in 5 And I'm like what? I'm like yeah okay, you'll be done it in 5 I'm like, But me and him did PT together And we were like well, How do we do this And how do we do that And The bit where you keep running run In circles And it's kind of yeah. like There was nothing like that It was basically like Point A point B Point C but, you know, Oh that's us And then you're out And then it's kind of like Oh is that it? And you're kind of like Alright And you're like Where was the actual challenge and stuff? And it's more like an interactive trailer In a kind of way Than it is an actual game demo Because there's not much game in it um but then i don't i don't know what the the actual overarching
4: is you know well maybe they've decided that they really do need to do the horror game because let's face it there's going to be no silent hill now they might as well, f- no. might as well fill that gap and let's face well, it there's plenty of action games you don't know
1: what consumers want on? <laughs> uh, there will be
2: True. another there will, yeah i, 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 I yeah, he does <laughs> there'll be another silent hill game but it'll be a pachinko machine don't you knock pachinko pachinko's amazing Oh god it's awful It's amazing It's oh awful god, you are weird
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yes it took us two podcasts and 27 minutes of this podcast to get the, the, the actual But we got it kids Woo um, Yeah anyway It's a thing, download it, play it Pretend to yourself it's scary And then be scared if it's your bag um, It's not really scary Hmm. especially when you're at the scary bit and you're actually you're you're, you're too busy looking over the bit that is isn't the scary bit and you see the scary bit and you don't realise it's meant to be the scary bit yeah that <laughs> happened that really did <laughs> happen because I'm going what's he doing there and then you go oh fuck that was the scary bit and I wasted that for myself um, the only other thing I've played was on the recommendation of this podcast that's happening a lot tonight um, uh, your game of the year uh, show was when we uh, mentioned the fall and the swapper um, played both of them finished both of them um, I'm going to save my comments till I'm on because I think it would make for a choice cuts of podcast joy um, so I'll wait and we'll comment that but they were okay <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> to, be, ever. to be continued <laughs> and that's me two thumbs up two thumbs up well for everything yeah why not yeah yeah oh, fair enough yeah. if I had to pick if I had to pick one out of all of them free to buy it's got to be Guilty Gear's Cross RD I don't quite get why we're crossing RD but Cross RD <laughs> <laughs> uh, Revelator because in Revelator's and caps by the way so you shout Revelator um, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I'm just going with we've got here um, so yeah I'd say that's probably my game of the week Ali what you been playing?
3: Oh, too much. Um,
1: <laughs> That's always a good um, start.
3: <laughs> yeah, bit of everything. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a uh, copy of Ubisoft for the Trials of the Blood Dragon on mm-hmm. PS4, um, which is just nuts. It's uh, published by Ubisoft and it's developed by Red Linux. And if you watch the show, it was when the people came out dressed in like 80s, 90s gear. everyone was thinking what the fuck's going on (laughs) why are people dancing and stuff but um, yeah it it wasn't the trials game I thought it was going to be because I'd not seen anything about it until I got the code and I just thought it was going to be just the usual trials game but with a 80s 90s skin on it but it's not at all you've got like a side scrolling shooter game um, and then it kind of goes into a bit of a jetpack game from like if you ever played it on the ZX Spectrum and stuff like that and you're like what's going on and it's just a bit nuts um, it's, it's apparently set in 2019 but it looks like it's like part of it looks like Fresh uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Saved by the <laughs> Bell and Arnie quotes in it from some of his films and it's just nuts it's it's really weird it's a bit trippy mm. um, so you play um, the two well, brother and a sister uh, named Roxanne and Slater um, and their father Rex Power Colt I think it is I don't know if it I think it does tie into the Blood Dragon yeah from he's Far Cry. the main
1: star of Blood Dragon played by yeah. what's his face Michael Bean Michael Bean who is ah. in the best game ever which is <laughs> Colonial Marines <laughs> yay
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you play his kids in this um, and you swap between them throughout the different levels um, and the bit that got me was the fact that you do your first few on the bike and then suddenly you have to press R1 to get off the bike and you're running along with the gun jumping and shooting stuff and yeah it's just just as nuts as it sounds and um, mm. you get loads of different vehicles you're on motorbikes push bikes big eight wheeler tanks at one point you're driving a minecart. mine cart I say driving you're free falling um and I think there's something else weird that you, you're in as well and then you've got the jetpack as well which is just crazy to control especially when you've got lasers going across the screen and you've got to dodge around them And so it's completely frustrating but you kind of forgive it
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, and if you do really well at the missions or do better you get stickers and you've got a little in-game sticker book and you have to fill in the stickers <laughs> <laughs> You get shyness and stuff it's just it's crazy um, you're a gamer I read earlier gave it quite a bad review I've um, heard,
1: uh, heard it's getting yeah, a, a mixed bag for people
3: I, I think it's alright it's just nuts if yeah, I wouldn't pay thirty, forty pounds for it. I think it's um,
2: fifteen, give or take.
3: Yeah, yeah they yeah. they're, they're
2: never full price though. The the trials games.
3: I, I definitely think it's it's worth a punt. It's just nuts, absolutely nuts. You got to shoot big eyeballs, and yeah, it's just just crazy. It's hard to explain. Um, there's a bit where you've been chased by, I think it's Godzilla, but not quite Godzilla. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it could be a blood dragon. See, tying it, it could, could in. be. Yeah. Tying yeah. It in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's uh, yeah just crazy uh, moving on from there um, it's one of your favourites uh, I've been playing quite a lot of Overwatch on the hey. PS4 <laughs> um, really enjoyed the beta and picked that up been playing it with some mates it's definitely a game you've got to play in a, uh, in a group yes if, if you try and solo it just doing a random group it's just horrendous
2: it, it well, yeah, it can be really good in groups. Uh, I've played a lot of like uh, matches just with pickup groups, and it, and it can be really good, but on the whole, yeah, it can be quite frustrating when you're playing with randoms because you're not nobody, people just completely ignore team composition and playing the objective.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people seem to go for kills, and it's like, why aren't you on the objective? Yes, that's, that's the game. But, yeah. Yeah, very bizarre. But I've been trying to play recently some of the different characters that I don't normally play. So on mm-hmm. your stats, you can, for those of you who don't play it, uh, you can actually see who you've played the least. So I'm trying to mix it up a little bit and not play the same ones all the time.
2: Yeah, that's um, what I've been doing recently as well.
3: Yeah, I've got a few go-to people I'm trying to get the hang of Diva and her flying mech suit thingy and, yeah. and whatnot. But uh, it's just a bit annoying when you, you think, right, I'm going to play a bit of Widowmaker on this match. And then you load in and there's like six Widowmakers. Yes, or <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be a tank, then shall I <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's one. I think
2: that's one of the reasons why I've been all right with playing pickup groups is that I my um, the character I played the most with is uh, Reinhardt, the the the, the tanky dude with the hammer and the shield. But um, I, I don't mind playing tank and support and there's always there were, whenever I jump into a pub uh, pickup group, it's very rare that someone will play uh, support, so I don't mind jumping in and filling that role.
3: Yeah, I think for me it's the same as um, uh, the healer on roller skates. His name fails me. Oh, Lucio. Uh, Lucio, yeah. So yeah, Lucio is go, great. Just go to him. Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying Winston recently. Just yes. Diving in and using his electric gun and tasering people, pretty much.
2: Yeah, he took a while to like. I, when we were chatting on Twitter yesterday, and Stuart, you were saying that um, you didn't, you, you weren't, you th- you found Winston too squishy. He, he squishy. He's not squishy, he's just a brick, but he's just a brick that does nothing. It's a good brick that, that does... It's like... That's why I, I found him at first. It's like, I didn't know how to use him, because you jump in and think, like, right, I'll just tank, and his health just disappears really quickly, and he doesn't seem to do too much damage. And then when you work out what you're supposed to do with him, and it's all about using that leap to get past the frontline enemies to get to their backline where their support and where their snipers are and just causing havoc. Because you yeah. jump in, pop your shield down, start electrocuting the, the snipers and the, the support, and their entire backline just falls apart and then the, 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 the players at the front don't have their support characters anymore and the rest of your team can make a big push. It's working out how to use the different characters to the best of their abilities rather yeah. than just trying to
3: charge in the front lines with everyone i think doesn't his gun charge up with the more people that around him as well or it bounces off others and uh, it can it, it'll uh, arc to however
2: many characters are nearby and like he's a really really good hard counter to as uh, a character called symmetra yes. who a sport character you can put up like a number of little um turrets little laser turrets and uh, winston's um tesla cannon just shreds them um whereas they can cause, like, a real problem to other characters. So it's just working out, like... It's a game, like, <clears throat> a lot of people are playing pickup groups will, will play, like, uh, sometimes I'll jump in and you'll see a character, a, a player, who, who'll pick the same character, and they'll, they'll stick with that character all the way through the match, even though it's not working. And you check their stats afterwards and see that they've played 30 hours of that one character and, like, fuck all of all the rest of the characters. Yeah. And the yeah, game man. is fundamentally built around the fact that you need to change character regularly as the meta of the, the game changes. Because, like, say you're trying to assault a point and there's a character there as uh, Bastion the, the, the robot guy who can turn into a turret and certain characters are a really good hard counter against him so then you have to change to the character who's going to be able to counter the Bastion to be able to push forward and then keep changing up you know changing up as you go through the match to be able to counter what the other team are doing and then they're doing the same thing to you and when it works when it clicks um, especially when you're in a group then it's amazing
0: yeah yeah, I've
2: definitely. noticed that, like, um, when, you know, when, when you try and, when you try and play on your own, and you matchmake into a game, it's really quick to get into a game. Yes. But then, if you're in a group of six, sometimes it can take quite a while to matchmake. I've got a feeling I don't know if they've said this explicitly or not, but it will try and matchmake a group of six against another group of six.
3: I think so, just based on the length of time that it can take you. The more people yeah. that are in your party, the longer it takes for you to get a game.
2: Yeah, and then that when that happens, you get really, really good games. Really hard like, games as well. <laughs> really, yeah, really, really yeah. hard games. But it's it's very rare unless you're unlucky and you come up against a group of like really, really good players. It's very rare that you'll get completely wiped. Like, well, it's very rare that a match matches are whitewash. They're usually really, really tight. Yes, um, yeah. And yeah. You I have to it.
3: definitely swap it up because, like, in some of the map modes where you have to uh, get to the point, and then once you've captured the point, then you have to do the escort mission. Yeah, the and payload. Yeah, having to really swap it around, and it's it just it's a really good game. I enjoy it. Mm. Frustrating as hell sometimes when you just keep dying, and you have yeah. to then think about the counter for that character and stuff. But
2: that's the thing okay. it's like it took me a while to get to get my get past the point of like I'd try and run in, get killed respawn, run in, get killed again and I, like, you need to start thinking about the game differently you think, right, okay, so that tactic's not working I'll pick a different character, try a different approach and just yeah. keep trying different things to be able to win the match
3: Yeah, yeah, the same area. Yeah. It's just mm. a really well done game Blizzard seemed to have hit it on point for me
2: Yeah, with their first ever multiplayer first-person shooter yeah well the first ever first-person shooter
3: yeah 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 ever
2: yeah it's like we were saying when when it first came out like blizzard have got this knack of of like taking a genre that other people have done before and being like okay i think we can do this better than everyone else and then doing it better than everyone else
3: Anyway, that's enough for that some all the others with uh, overwatch talk all day <laughs> other than that i've been playing uh, uncharted 4 been trying to complete that Um, are we spoiler free or are we spoiler-ish I don't care
2: well I haven't played it yet it's your
3: fault
1: (laughs) I've included it in one sitting in 13 hours
3: I think I'm at chapter
1: 13 or 14 where are you and I'll tell you how close you're at the end hang on let me take my headphones
3: off for a minute Um, I've just met up with Sam again right you've
1: still got a bit to
3: go yeah
1: have you done have you done the floor have you done the old woman
0: Oh yeah, no. there's no. a bit
1: where an old woman. No, no, right. You've you've got quite. A, you're you You're no, You're less than three quarters of the way through. Oh, okay. Because Jesus, I I was There's a bit. There's a pivotal through. bit in it where you talk to somebody. As an old is an old woman you talk to. You'll know when you meet it Oh, okay. And so it's, um, it's a mission, and that's like the free, that's like you onto the end game. But um, that's us back in back in the room. Back to the room. here we go.
3: So, uh, yeah, really enjoying it. The the combat's a bit, I don't know, I'm struggling with it a little bit. Uh, it's always been a bit meh on Uncharted. Mm. Yeah, it's mainly because I think now you've got the ability to stealth through it. And some bits, mm-hmm. like I got the one of the trophies early on in the game where you go through a bit without killing anyone. Yeah, I didn't And then know. this bit where I'm at now in the jungle and stuff, it's a bit, uh, I have to keep going away from it and coming back. That's the only thing. It looks fantastic. It's probably one of the best looking games. I've played in a while. It's up there with Witcher and uh, Metal Gear Solid, and and all those games that have just pushed the the bar and the limits for this current generation of games. For this is what we can do. But you know, and it is a really good game. I've played all the Uncharted games apart from Abyss on the on the Vita, uh, and I really enjoy them. It's just the combat's a bit. I could take it or leave it. Could have done with a tweak, but it's the last one, so probably a little bit late now. But yeah, really enjoying <laughs> that. Trying to uh, complete that one and get the uh, the trophies on that
2: yeah it's always been the combat's always been a bit of a problem Um, and it's something that worked to their advantage in uh, The Last of Us like the shooting in The Last of Us was similarly as wonky as it's always been in Uncharted but The Last of Us didn't throw a million bad guys at you and you didn't have like massive firefights it was more that you didn't have enough ammo to have massive firefights you were trying to Sneak around and take out everyone silently if if at all possible, and if you got into a firefight, then you'd done something wrong, yeah. Um, and it kind of worked to its advantage there, but yeah, Un- Uncharted series has been like it's the games are amazing, but the shooting's always been a bit wank.
1: The verticality in it, I found. See, I've never played Uncharted other than four, I thought the verticality here was quite liberating. Because you can actually go high and jump on guys and you can mm. you can use it to your advantage, yeah. I felt. Yeah. Having never yeah, played it, I never knew the tactics of what the game wanted me to do. Um, I think
3: this one's got it more so than others. And with it being a bit flaky on the, the shooting side of things, I found it a little bit overwhelming at times that you've got guys just everywhere on some bits and you're on almost pillars. Um, and then they're above you or below them and then some are in trees and you're like, oh, I, where am I shooting? And you're just spraying everywhere to try and... Mm. I'd kill a few guys, but yeah, it's good. It's a good
0: game.
4: I got the stealth achievement just by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise I was actually supposed to be um, shooting these guys, and I was just sneaking past thinking, oh, I really can't be bothered with this. <laughs> yeah, Let me get yeah, through yeah. this as quick as possible. <laughs> so it was more luck than judgement.
3: <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been playing uh, quite a bit of Witcher 3. Uh, got back nice. into that. Um, I'm nowhere near any of the DLC. Um, my wife's been playing it more than I have she's quite hooked on it, I think she's downstairs playing it now Um, but um, yeah, it's just one of those games that I think there's quite a few games that came out at the same time, Um, I think I got it on release but then played it quite a bit and then keep coming back to it but I'm into it quite a bit at the minute, yeah currently in Skellig around level 23, 24 something like that Um, just doing missions and getting my bear armour or whatever the Ursula Armour, is it, or something like that? Uh, Ursine Armour, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, fantastic game. Really, really good. Um,
2: (laughs) Yes, CD Projekt Red have been... They've rapidly become one of my favourite developers, and they've been... The patching for uh, Witcher 3 has been so aggressive over the the lifespan of the game. The the game's been out for just over a year or so, and they've patched so many things. Like, when it first came out... um, the mo- people complained about the movement of Geralt in the fact that he carried quite a lot of momentum and so when you push the stick in a particular direction it would be a, like a bit of a split second before he'd start actually moving and when you let go of the stick there'd be a split second before he'd stop because he carried quite a lot of weight and people didn't like it so they went, okay, we'll just patch in an alternate control mode. And yes. So you can just go into the menu and change it over And uh, pretty much everything That they've, people have complained about They've managed to patch Apart from Roach yeah, Who's Roach still an is idiot bugger.
0: Oh, yeah. See I,
2: I, yeah. I played the game at a
1: press event That's a true story, I don't know if I've told this story But that's a true story I get sent to a castle to play the game Because I'm special <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> and, um, I played the
1: game for three hours I played the first area And there were two problems One, the camera kept clipping This is pre release by the way one, mm. the camera kept clipping on interiors, which really pissed me off. So inside a bar, trying to move the camera up, you could tell the camera was hitting the ceiling. Two, watch. Yeah, yeah. Talk to the dev. How are you doing, mate? What's the matter with my game? I went to him, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Are you going to fix the horse? What do you mean? Well, your horse can't do this, can't do that, kind do that. John Marston's horse can do it all. And he just went, mm. did you just come here to hurt my feelings? And I went, no, nah, but your <laughs> horse is bugger. And I went, yeah. you need to fix it. Because I'm like, you need to fix the horse before you release it.
2: Year nod later. Horse is still fucked. Yeah, called it, called it before it was there. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, and and it's become a bit of an internet joke about how um, stupid Roach is. Uh, it's I guess it's probably not completely fair to compare it to uh, John Masters' horse in um, Red Dead Redemption because was the only that horse that was... came to mind at the time. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but like, uh, but that game was developed by like what a thousand people. It uh, was the only, probably uh, uh, several uh, studios. Uh, uh, what the
1: horse in the Dragon Age called, Steve?
2: <laughs> um, <yeah>. well, <laughs> Steve the one pony. No, I think
4: that's Pippa Funnel's
2: horse. <laughs> like CD, CD Project Red is about a hundred people. Yeah. In in total, um, so I can kind of forgive them the odd little problem like that. Like the camera still has a bit of that problem where like when you swing it around interior or on interiors, it'll get pushed in really close to the character whenever there's a wall in the way. Aye. And Roach is still an idiot, but. <laughs>
3: To be fair, I think you get that with a lot of games on... A lot of third-person games have mm. this weird camera, especially in the, of a, in the middle of a fight, so you get it on... Um, I've, I've been playing a bit of uh, Mad Max as well, and sometimes you get a really weird camera and you die and you're like, well, I couldn't mm-hmm. even see what the football guy was doing then, just looking yeah. in the back of someone's skull and, or a plank order or something, if it completely glitches out. But it's that's one of my bugbears with third-person games, full stop, it's just yeah. the camera angle's weird very mm. um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I've been playing that quite a bit uh, and then just finally I've been getting back into the crew. Um, I've got it from the start but then the servers were absolutely shite yep. at the start and you couldn't load up a game and I ended up trading it in um, just because it pissed me off that much when you sat there for ages either trying to get into the same game or just trying to get on the game full stop and I don't know if it was the same on the PS4 but this was on the Xbox One. I think it was the same on every
2: platform and it's just a
3: problem that Ubisoft have had with their servers
2: for for a time immemorial
3: yeah but yeah it's nice to go back to it they've upgraded it a bit there's weather effects now which wasn't in it last time I played um, and obviously you've got the wild run side of things um, and yeah just enjoying being back in it and a bit of an arcadey. so I guess it's a cross a little bit of their need for speed I guess and um, with the upgrades and crazy things that you can do in the in the cars and yes yeah, really enjoying it careful you've been playing since
4: the E3 thing, they announced that you could download the Lego Star Wars, like, free download kind of thing, you know, just like the first level. I don't, don't know demo. whether it is the first level level or what, but, um, yeah, played through that. I uh, really enjoyed that, and I'm quite stoked now because it's out, as we speak tonight, it's out in the morning, and I've already had my email saying that it's on the way, so uh, I can see what I'm going to be doing tomorrow night. Did you get the special <laughs> gold edition? I did indeed. Oh you oh, man. do you
1: get a x white or is it the Finn or the X-Wing you're getting?
4: The Finn one, I think. One it's...
1: comes with an X Wing model, I noticed that as well.
4: Right. Oh.
1: But I know Finn's the, the, the more traditional the more the more traditional special. Um <laughs> is Finn with his helmet off, but there is one that comes with a black X-Wing fighter.
4: Right. But well, I don't know. Uh, this comes with an extra level as well, the um bit where you actually find out where, how C3PO got his red arm. Which mentions in the film, but you don't actually see the backstory. Does it
1: involve going to Afghanistan?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Does it involve. Does it involve Kiefer Sullivan? Right. you will only get that joke if you played Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, you've...
1: Yeah. Don't, why do we try? We try to make subtle comedy
2: and you just
1: build you, you
2: bulldoze it through. I don't think Kev's played it, though.
1: But he's not meant to get it. There's hundreds of Metal Gear fans out there playing Pachinko to do, wasn't he? It was... <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're
1: on the internet cafes playing Pachinko and you're like, ah, I'm a Wasted joke for you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> I'm playing through the uh, Nemo Outpost demo. It's basically to escape Jakku, uh, so you get onto the uh, the Millennium Falcon. And it's so hard! Mm. There's just yeah, so... Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought, is this actually a Lego game or what? Because I'm used to just doing the simple puzzles, even they've changed. Now you can smash your kit up and make two or three things out of the same pieces, you know, to sort of adapt to whatever puzzle you've got in front of you. Yeah. That took me a, a bit to get my head around. I was thinking, what? No. Oh, I've built the wrong cape. Oh, shit. All right, smash that up. Try again. So that was quite fun, actually. Once, once I got my head around it, yeah.
3: Because I've played the latest Marvel, whatever it was, mm. the, the time with the Age of Ultron or whatever it yeah. was, tying. And I didn't notice it in that, but that's I think that's fairly new where one lot of bricks you can select which one you build. Because that confused the shit out of me <laughs> when I was playing it. I'm like, I've, I've built a couple, what more do you want me to do? And I'm like, I fucking know what's going on. Is this not like
1: Art and Bark too, when they did the Hobbit game? Because the Hobbit game had you building kits. I know that much, but it was like one kit you
4: built. It was just one kit. This is the first yeah, time I've so seen it. Anyway. Like an can make two kits. It is, yeah. yeah. It's very much a jump. But as well as that, it's just... And it'll
1: never be seen... It'll never be seen again in the next four games then. Because <laughs> going yeah. by the previous, they'll, they'll bring it in and go, oh, we're scared to use it for the next three. Because Jurassic World didn't have it and Marvel didn't have it. No. and I don't think Dimensions has it. It's so quite a good. It,
3: you just need a bit of a tutorial to say, oh, you can buy, build two things out like of this. Which one will you build first or something? But no, it's just, fuck yeah. it, you can build that one. And then
4: Because of it being a demo, there's probably no point putting any sort of t- tutorial on it, which is a weird one. It's not one. like it's
3: for kids, is it? Uh, no, well, not maybe, at all. Yeah.
4: Mind you, as stuffed as it seems, they'd probably do better than I would anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, it glows, it glows yellow, the two bits that you it can It does, build. yeah, yeah. But it's on sand, so you can't fucking sit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like they had
4: some sort of difficulty level on it that had been just ramped up because the firefights were a lot harder. You, you just got loads and loads of the... Um, maybe it was
1: designed so that you don't complete them. Maybe. Possibly. You know how, like like like, just ball out in the, 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 the demo and just go ah, you're not going to finish it, you know what I mean just mm. just here's a test but you're not going to get to the end or was it like, if you finished it do you then unlock an item for the actual game, like some demos so like a character or something or a skin maybe, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. it might be it sounds maybe possible like that like it was, there was a bonus for finishing it but it was so difficult that only like
2: so many people did it or something, I, I don't, don't know. know
1: I'm speculating, S- mm. sounds good
2: I didn't see anything pop up when I finished it. Yeah, I finished it as well and nothing seemed to pop up. Everybody's played it but
3: me. (laughs) (laughs) How how long did it take you to figure out the BB-8 bit as well? You know, when you're fighting all this stuff. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is going on forever. And then I was like, oh,
0: there's a little hole that bb can roll through. and I'll
4: have up in there. <laughs> well, it's great. I've not been on for about a month, and I've still ended up not playing that much. I've still only played three games, but all of them have been quite small. So I did the LEGO Star Wars uh, demo, which was like a couple of hours, maybe. Um, then I've done the LEGO Dimensions Ghostbusters pack, which is awesome. And... That's left me with one pack left to play. But again, that was just done in a sort of morning, you know, towards midday. But that was great. Just loving the uh, Dimension stuff, how how they've made it so open-ended. So you can just add to whenever you want. It counted up tonight, I've realised I've now got 24 packs. So I don't know how they, that's happened. <laughs> that's just crept up on me. <laughs> Most important question but are
1: you getting the Tom Cruise Lego? Because I'll be honest... I kind of want that game just for that Tom
4: Cruise Lego. Tom Cruise Lego. Yeah, mm. there's a Mission
1: Impossible kit coming.
4: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I forgot is, about that Ethan yeah. Hunt Lego. <laughs> Screw that! It's all about Hasselhoff.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the 18 was worth a shout as well, huh? A-Team's Yeah. But um, now some of the new kits are quite interesting. I'll give you that. Yeah. With you do.
3: Yeah. Some
4: of them are interesting. I I've always
3: been uh, massively interested in the dimension stuff, but it never came down in price.
4: It's very hard to get any Lego that comes down in price, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, games or kits. You know, it it just doesn't happen. I
1: think the problem is,
4: as well, what is half the figures.
1: See, to take it from a (coughs) Lego collector's perspective, half the kits are minifigures you don't actually get. So, fundamentally, like the Ghostbusters ones, you can Mm. only get them in the Ghostbusters Ecto 1 model. Yep. So, if you could get all the Ghostbusters by buying cheap games, then you've got all the Ghostbusters minifigs. And they're not going to get that, are they? Yeah. Or they, Mr. T, Mr. T, there ain't no A-Team Lego out there. That's the first blah-blah. Tom Cruise, there ain't no Tom Cruise Lego sets. You know what I mean? It's, it's. I think it's that log- logic
4: between the pricing. The irony you is, know? though, the um, Lego Tom Cruise is actual size.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Brilliant. The last, the last game that I've done is um, Just Cause 3. I bought the XL pack, even though I'd got the disc version. The XL pack went on sale... And they knocked about 40 quid off it. it it's sixty four ninety nine usually, and I got it for about 24 quid off PlayStation Store. And I thought... The next words that you would better involve, the mech is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to get to that. Um, it, the, yes, the mech is fucking awesome. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Sky Fortress pack at the moment, I'm doing that, and I've unlocked the jet pack. Discount so. Iron Man. <laughs> it is just about but the jetpack has just opened up a whole hell of a can of worms and um, that's it I got that and then wandered off and did the first two levels of the Sky Fortress pack and then never bothered doing that again and went back to unlocking the map so I'm back to square one I still haven't done any more story on just course three since December last year so, but you're uh... having fun that's oh, the main thing. shitloads of fun. It's great. But, <laughs> but that's that's what you want. That's what you need. That's it. You, it's one of those perfect games for me. It's, it just goes to, I think it took me five years to finish it. You know, every now and again, I'd just pick it up and go, oh, there's a story? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a bit of that then. And then just wander off and start taking other towns again. And the same thing has happened here.
1: As a fisher in Adels, a tropica do you not know, think Rico should be implemented in Tropica as an unwalkable character there's a
4: crossover there that's waiting to happen I,
1: there is isn't there there's such a crossover <laughs> it just hits me as the two things because they just marry up superbly I think and, and, and vice versa just send the mech into Tropica and just want them blow it up you know what I mean the mech <laughs> looks like intense fun it's actually oh. what me thinking about in the season pass because I'm kind of like I really want to play with that mech because I've seen the this bit with the train somebody like know yeah. how it's got the magnetic pull mm. it just
4: hooks the train and the train just everywhere and it's like yo you can do some crazy <laughs> shit with it you can just attach it to anything and start taking it up into the sky it's all over the place it's insane mix for the win two thumbs up definitely <laughs> two thumbs up <laughs> discount Gundam it's discount robot jocks yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh what a film <laughs> <laughs> only just <laughs>
2: So, uh, I've been playing Overwatch, uh, I keep playing Overwatch, I won't go into too much detail because we've talked about it quite a lot already, um, just been spending some time trying to get some uh, game time with the characters that I've been neglecting, like we were mentioning earlier, when you're looking at stats and it can tell you how, how long you spent with each character, and I've got certain characters that I've spent less than 20 minutes with um, of game time, like uh, Tracer. And uh, McCree and characters like that, so I've just been trying to play through those uh, a bit more. Yeah, um, waiting for um, competitive mode. Do we know when competitive mode's coming? It's beta right now, I think, so.
1: Yeah, it's, it's be, time, I think. Uh, isn't it? It's got to it? be next month. Yeah. Is it only beta on the PC until This is really weird as well. Yes.
3: It's strange. But the other thing is to get the achievement as well, or the trophy for. Um, is it 50 unlocks for one character? I've been trying to do that.
2: Uh, well, yeah, God. I haven't really talked about the trophies of uh, Um go there. Some of them are really, really tough. Yes, like um, the armor one's the
1: hardest one in the world. Make sure everybody's got ammo. the armor. One's a piece of piss. Oh, nightmare!
2: It's it's a piece of piss.
0: If you've got to talk. They just throw yeah. it at them. and then they That's shoot. not a yeah, it. What well, I mean, are you, you doing,
2: playing on defense, and you just throw armor on the point until everyone's got armor, and then the trophy pops. Oh. Um, some of them were quite easy, like uh, Symmetra's car wash trophy, which is uh, you need to get uh, you need to have an enemy being hit by all six of her turrets and her gun at the same time. Um, but then there's ones with like uh, you've got to get two, two kills with Lucio whilst he's wall running. Uh, in a single life mm. and I haven't been able to get one kill whilst wall running um, because it's really hard to wall run and aim with a controller
3: I think that might be I've mixed up my buttons a little bit so I now jump with L1 or R1 ah like jump, uh, bumper jumper yeah and that helps yeah. a lot with Luto because on the settings you can actually tweak your controller style for each character yeah, so which is great. Just for him and then if you go on the uh the Greek map, which I can't remember what it's called. Ilios. Yes, and just do your push shot and then you can push about three off while you're wall running.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, and shoving down push him down the well or whatever,
2: yeah. And pro tip. There's a little um there's a little trick with that actually that might be easy for you to do now you switch the bumper jumper. Um and when you uh when you're playing on the bit with the well Yeah you can run around you can, it you can just run around yeah, the inside yeah, of the well that's awesome. and like keep healing your teammate and keep holding the point and the enemy can't see you or shoot you Yeah. unless they look directly down the well and then they risk getting pushed in themselves. Overwatch hacks! First stop for everything! Yeah.
3: <laughs> you can also pull people into the well yeah. using Roadhog.
2: Yeah, I saw a, a brilliant gif of, of um, people playing on I can't what map it was and it was like, you remember that scene in The Fellowship of the Ring where Gandalf's fighting the Balrog and the Balrog falls and then hooks him with his whip and pulls <laughs> yeah. him down with him. Yeah, a guy um, with well, those two Roadhogs fighting against each other across a chasm. And one guy used his Roadhog to, to, to pull the other one into the hole. And then the other guy, as he was falling, hooked the other Roadhog and pulled him down with him. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, Overwatch is great still. Been playing quite a lot of Hitman on uh, PS4. I've completed all of the targets, all the main targets um, on the the, the first three maps that they've released. So the the Paris um, fashion show, Sapienza, and then the the Marrakesh level as well. Um, It's really, really good. It's back to like classic um, Blood Money style uh, Hitman where it's just a big playground. You have a starting point and you have targets and then how you take them out is completely up to you. But then they've thrown in these challenges um, to take out characters in particular ways. So, for instance, on the Marrakesh level, one of the targets is an army general who is holed up with a, with a unit of soldiers in an old school. And you can kill him by doing something that lures him into a particular room with a big hole in the ceiling and then perched above the hole is like an old toilet. So you wait until he's standing directly the, the, uh, beneath the hole and then kick the toilet down so it falls on him and kills him. Or... Um, in the Sapienza level, uh, there's a guy living in a villa, and you can disguise yourself as a chef, um, put some rat poison in his dinner, wait for him to eat it, and then when he feels really ill and goes to throw up over the side of a cliff, just push him off the cliff. Um, there's loads of ways. You can you can go in and just kill them, or you can go in and make the whole thing just look like horrible accidents. Um, but then there's like really, really difficult challenges, which... You've got like silent assassin, which is the classic uh, challenge where you go in, don't get spotted, don't leave any bodies that get, don't don't anyone see any kills, don't leave any bodies out in the open, kill your targets and get out, and you get silent assassin. But they've also added suit-only silent assassin, which is get in, kill your targets, don't get spotted, don't leave any bodies, and don't ever change your costume, which just seems impossible to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no idea how. Uh, I am ever going to be able to do uh, any of the uh, suit only ones without looking at a guide
3: but I'll keep persevering and see how I go. Um I have to admit with with Hitman I did get the the whole whatever it was called the full pack or whatever. Um, yeah likewise. And I've only done the Paris missions. I've had a little look around Sapienza. Don't even know what Marrakesh yeah. looks like. Um, it's good. But it is awesome. It's pretty much gone back to its roots which I'm I'm enjoying with a lot of games like Tomb Raider and um, Hitman and things where they go. Hang on, let's just go back to where we were originally and then build off that. Um, yeah, and it's just the, the the level of detail as well in the game is just phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I mean the Marrakesh one. Is, I mean, sorry the, the Sapienza one is is really cool because it's like a, it's like a quite a large section of like a sleepy Italian seaside town with um, coffee shops and uh, people out on the beach and whatnot, and and you can blend in seamlessly with the locals or the tourists and whatnot and uh, to take your targets out the marrakesh one's really interesting is because one of the targets is a guy who's holed up inside the swedish embassy in marrakesh and there is a full-on protest going on outside the um the gates of the of, of the embassy and like the number of people on screen um at any given point is really really impressive and like, it just feels very alive it's a big departure from the last Hitman, where a lot of the missions were, hit way you you didn't get that option of just like taking your time and playing the levels however you want yeah. because Hitman was being actively hunted. Yes, uh, Agent 47 was being actively hunted. Um, yeah, it's back to its it's back to its roots, uh, and it's really really good. I definitely um, recommend picking it up if if, uh, if it drops in price or, or like if, if like me you're a fan of Hitman, it's definitely worth the 40 quid because. Each of the levels is like infinitely replayable.
3: Yes, yeah. Even Um, the training missions at the start that you get. Yes, and yeah. Putting the guy in. I need to go back um, and play a bit more of them. Ejector seat and stuff. It's probably one of the funniest kills I've ever done in in (laughs) Hitman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to run through a test and then fire him through the roof and you just walk off.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Those are the best ones where it looks where it all ends up looking like a horrible accident. Um. I've only, because I, I picked it up a little bit late, I've only got managed to try out one of the um, elusive contracts they put in where every now and then they'll put in a new target into a level and you have like 40, 50 or 60 hours in which to get in and kill that target. Um, if you cock it up in a way that you get killed or... You mess up killing the target with that before you manage to restart the level, then you fail and you can't retry. And I, I messed up the first one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's a good so, little yeah. addition they've put in there just to keep you going back into the game. And yeah, right. And <clears> because <throat> not only do you, if you got the target, you've got to actually find out who the hell the target is, unless you happen to already know. Um, I don't think he pops up on your map, does he? or she
2: no he, d- he doesn't at all no, uh, the targets doesn't pop up on your map at all you've got to find out where
3: they are first of all and then figure out how the hell you're going to take them out without being spotted Yeah, yeah the, the, it's a really good idea it's just personally for me unfortunately I haven't had a chance to go on it and actually attempt one of the elusive targets but it's a really good idea just to keep you going in and oh you've got this new challenge and you don't know who it is you just know a name and roughly what it looks like off you yeah. go and kill him
2: yeah, uh, I was a little bit apprehensive when the game was first announced that it was going to be episodic because I didn't like the idea of having to pay for a game in which all the content wasn't out so you didn't know what the quality was but I'm kind of warm to the model because it gives you a chance, like they bring out a new level and then you've got a month or so to just explore that level to its to its full extent. Yeah, and there's and enough to do it. as well I think. it's mm. not oh, just There's so
3: much to do. One yeah. mission, there you go, you've got loads of side quests and different ways to kill people and suits to collect and what is.
2: yeah and loads of little challenges and completing the challenges will unlock say like a, a new dead drop for items or a new starting position like you can you, you complete an objective and then you'll start off in a new position already disguised as the staff in that area or whatever and um, yeah it's really really good I
3: think a lot of games could learn a lot from Hitman in terms of doing it in stages just to tease people well, not tease people but just trickle people into the game of you know here you have a mission here's lots to do while we're still possibly working on the next mission, but I think it's it's got a good flow to it, whereas things like The Walking Dead, where they're episonic, it's kind of like, well, you you want to get to the next bit because there's not a lot to do once you've done the first one. Maybe a few different directions, but you might not want to screw anything to move on to the next chapter. I
2: never want to replay the episodes of of a Telltale game anyway because once I've played through it, that's the story I've got and I'm going to stick to Mm -hmm. it. Which is why, with Telltale Games, like we've got uh, Telltale Batman. End of the First year? episode's coming out. End of the year? Well, first episode's coming out... Uh, no, it's next month. They said they would be finished for the end of the year. It, well, it'll be, oh, be finished. Or whole game. Ah. Yeah, the first episode's out next month, but I'm not going to play it until all the episodes are out. So the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll wait until the end of the year, and then I can play it through at the pace that I want to play. Because that, that's how I played The Wolf Among Us, and that's how I played... Um, telltale's game of thrones as well Um, i like to be able to play at the pace i want to not have to play through an episode and then wait two three months or however long it takes them to bring out another episode Um, but with hitman i'm fine with it because you can just keep replaying the levels over and over again and they never get boring
4: the thing is, I'd want to wait for a, you know, a physical media copy that I've got in my hand because I don't know whether I'm actually going to like it. Every time you talk about it, it piques my curiosity a bit more. And I think after playing Hitman Go as well, I'm more sold on it than I've ever been. But yeah. it's just the whole idea that, that I've got to download everything.
2: Buy the first episode. Yeah, you can yeah. buy the first. But you can buy the first episode and then pay a reduced amount to upgrade to the full version yeah. if you like it. Yeah. And, and the first episode, you get the, all of the training levels uh, three hats. and the uh, Paris. Um, yeah, there's three training levels and then there's the entire Paris uh, fashion show mm. level. Do it. Um, Do
3: it now. It's nine pounds ninety nine. Go now. We can wait. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, and on the training missions as well, you've got a lot of variants to do. So you can physically kind of train on a boat. Yeah, um, which is like a, you're not actually killing anyone, but and there's several ways to kill the main guy in there and get out and different things.
1: Drop a dinghy on him. It's my favourite.
3: <laughs> poison him and drowning him he's like sick <laughs>
1: cardboard helicopters, the highlight of the whole thing in the boat but just when yeah. you to tap cardboard to helicopter how does that yeah, fly it's
2: all like a, a set isn't it it's yeah. like, Mo- it's made a like, a, like a cheap movie set yeah, <laughs> um, yeah really really good um, thoroughly enjoying it but a must get if you're a fan of, of the classic Hitman games if you like Blood Money then you'll like this Next, I've been playing some more of The Witcher 3. Um, I got my copy back from my girlfriend, so I played a little bit more of the Blood and Wine expansion, the latest and final part of The Witcher 3. Well, the final part of The Witcher game series, full stop. Currently uh, enveloped in a mission to get uh, all of the cards for a brand new deck for the Gwent Whoa. card game they've added. The <laughs> oh, I love Gwent. As <laughs> I've been talking about quite a lot recently, I absolutely the love Gwent. I have yeah, on, yeah. on f- now four different email accounts. <laughs> 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 some some I'm desperate team. to play that game. Yeah, it's it's really really good. Completely new area, and it looks completely different to the to the, the rest of the world in The Witcher Three. The storyline I'm not a huge way into the main storyline, but so far it's it, it hasn't sucked me in quite as much as the storyline did in Hearts of Stone. Like the story in Hearts of Stone had a very Faustian element to it and it was a really really well told story Um, and so far the one in Blood and Wine just seems to be just a kind of run of the mill vampire story but I'm very very early into it so I can't really judge how it's going to end up but um, yeah I'm thoroughly enjoying that uh, I've been playing through a bunch more of uh, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker HD on Wii U I picked that up when it was on uh, Nintendo Selects for what was it £15 pounds, I think it was I, don't know. I think it was about £15 which was a bargain nobody likes Nintendo you're than you <laughs> 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 that's where you're wrong <laughs> played through a bunch of it and then kind of dropped off for whatever reason I got distracted by other games um, but then after seeing all this footage for Breath of the Wild at E3 I was like I need to get back on Zelda, um, so I've been playing through a lot of that. Um, I've gotten through. Um, I'm about two thirds of the way through the game now, uh, and I don't want to progress any further with the story now uh, f- until I've explored some more of the map and found some of the little extras and the swift sail for the boat and whatnot. But I absolutely love that game. I still think it's probably my favourite of the 3D Legends of Zeldas. Um, but I'm on a mission now. I'm going to complete that. Then I'm going to play through Skyward Sword, uh, Wind Waker HD, and I'm going to have to borrow my girlfriend's 3DS and play through the 3DS version of um, Majora's Mask. I'm going to play through all of the... Because I played through Ocarina of Time the other year. Because then I would have replayed all of the um, 3D Zeldas in time for Breath of the Wild to come out in March. But, um, yeah. Uh, the I've got a few issues with the HD version of Wind Waker. Um <clears throat> there's an excessive amount of bloom everywhere. Like, the game looks stunning, but it doesn't look quite as sharp as it did uh, in the original version if you run it. Say, if you take the original Wind Waker and run it on an emulator at full resolution, it looks really, really sharp. And there's too much bloom... On the HD version, and they made some little changes to it that I don't understand. Like have any of you guys ever played through the Wind Waker at all? No, time?
4: I've got it, but mm, um no. never actually started it. <laughs> don't know why. Okay. We were talking about it the other night and I realized, hang on, that's still sealed. So,
2: <laughs> well, so slight spoilers, um, but there is a section of the game where you go back to Hyrule Castle from Ocarina of Time. Um but sort of like frozen in the past. And in the original version, Link was all still in full colour, but the entire castle was in black and white. And there was a really stark difference between the environment that you were in and the look of of Mm. Link. In the HD version, for some reason, they've changed that to sepia. And I have absolutely no idea why, and it doesn't look anywhere near as good. Hmm. Like the the contrast, the the contrast between yeah. the two, yeah, the contrast between the two isn't as stark as it was in the original, and there's there's a few little graphical changes like that that they've made, but overall, like the changes, the con- the control changes, and the, the the quality of life changes they've made, um, make it far superior over the original. And if, if you're a fan of of the original and you can pick it up cheap and you've got a Wii U, then I I definitely recommend getting it because it's one of the best um, Legend of Zelda games. Like I say it's my favorite, the 3D ones. And then finally, I. Uh, spent some of my pounds before they completely lose all of their value <laughs> and got a um, Gear VR because I've got a, uh, a Samsung uh, Galaxy S7 phone. So I thought, I'll get I'll pick up a Gear VR and that can be like a cheap entryway into um, VR gaming. Uh, I've only had it for a few days and I haven't had a chance to play uh, too much on it uh but probably a few little games um first one was uh land's end which is made by the developers of monument valley i uh, don't know if any of you guys have ever played that game on on mobile or tablet no. No yeah. no no yeah
1: it's puzzle.
2: yeah it's like you know that um that game that we were talking about the other week what's it called it's about like echo um, mecharama oh i love echo Crawl. that mobile game um that's what uh, yeah. Monument Valley is a bit like Mecharama. Basically, um, the uh, Lands End is like a first-person VR puzzle game where you you don't even have to use a control pad on the side of the headset. You move around and interact with puzzles by just looking at points on the map um, and create and, and like to move around and complete these little intricate little puzzles. And it's a really it's quite short. Um, I'm already I've only played it for about an hour and I'm only already a fifth of the way through it. Um, but it's a neat little puzzle game and um, very immersive. Uh, I've played some EVE Gunjack, which is um, a, a VR spin-off game for um, the EVE universe. Uh, like, they've got um, EVE Valkyrie for the full-fledged VR games, which is like a first-person flight sim game. Um Gunjack is you are uh, manning a turret on the side of a big ship, and it's just basically like um, space invaders, like a 3D space Invader thing. You just sit in the turret and like look at targets as they come flying in, and tap a button on the side of the controller to shoot. Uh, on the to- on the side of the headset, sorry, to, to shoot them. Um, it's really really fun actually it's kind of addictive and it's got a bit of a score chase element about it because you can you get like uh, up to three stars per level and i haven't been able to three star any of the levels of it so i've been going back and replaying the levels over and over again trying to beat my previous score and get the the three stars on it um i played uh well, i say played i experienced titans of space um which is a sort of like a a tour through the solar system um Completely in, in in VR, which is really really cool. Um, takes you through like the, all of the planets and some of the exoplanets and the moons. Um, I'm already quite interested in all things. Did you see space. any motherships
3: ships or anything? Did you like off Independence Day or no? No 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 Did you see none any that.
2: wizards? No, no wizards. It came for no. the moon. There were no wizards on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, any with d- I mean, d- d- <laughs> them? No, no. <laughs> but it's it's purely like an educational tool. Like, you just fly around the, 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 the solar system and it'll tell you like uh, some interesting facts about the planets and their moons and some of the exoplanets and uh, the asteroid belts and then um, some of the other suns or the other stars that are nearby. Um, it's purely an educational thing, but, like, it was really, really neat. Like, um... Did you put your horns See. out? Did you do that thing where you're like,
0: oh? <laughs> you, put <clears> your no. ones, you put your <laughs> horns out. You <laughs> put <laughs>
2: I mean, the the one thing I've got to say with all these things is, is I'm really impressed with the actual fidelity of the of the, the graphical uh, uh, the graphical fidelity of these games because it's this is coming off a phone screen, um, and so there is a slight graininess to it simply because when you're zooming in that close to the screen on a phone um you can see you can slightly see the gap between the pixels and so there's a little bit of graininess when you're looking at text but when you're actually just looking at the graphics in these in these games and experiences it's actually really quite impressive for something that costs less than 100 quid if you've got the the subsequent you know the relevant phone to be able to run it as well um and the last one uh which I played through with my girlfriend quite a lot on Sunday and had a hell of a lot of fun with was Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes um it's a good which game. is it's really really good. So this game's been out on um on Steam for a while and now it's available on on regular um it's on oculus and i think it's on vive um and i'll be yeah playing it on the gear vr so keep talking nobody explodes is basically one person has uh, a bomb in front of them and then the other person or people have a guidebook on how to defuse the bomb and the person who can see the bomb has to describe what they can see and then the other people with the guidebook have to talk them through how to defuse each of the modules within a, a strict time limit um to be able to turn the bomb off and so with the VR, one person's wearing the headset, and they've got they can see the bomb, and you can use the control panel on the side to um, navigate to to turn the bomb around to look at all the little. Um the, the modules and the, the bits and like uh, serial codes and things like that written on it, and then zoom in on the individual modules and then describe what they can see. And then you have to read through this really rather cryptic, um, like bomb diffusal manual to explain to the, the other person how to defuse it. And you get three strikes, and every time you cock up and you lose one of your strikes, the timer starts to go faster. Uh, and I think we haven't played a single game yet where we haven't gotten at least one strike, and then it becomes so incredibly tense. Like, we had. Three seconds left on the timer when we defused one of the bombs. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, it's incredibly tense. Um, the control, the control system on the, on the, I don't know if you've ever used a Gear VR or seen a Gear VR. But basically, on the side there is like a button and then a four-directionals that you can swipe. Uh, and it can be a little bit sensitive, especially when it's on the side of the headset that you're wearing, which means you can't actually see it. Um, you get used to it after a while and you know exactly where it is. Um, but for a few minutes, when you first put the headset on after not wearing it for a while, it's a little bit, oh, oh God, right. Okay. What am I doing? What am I doing? And a couple of times we accidentally, um, cut the wrong wire or something like that because you accidentally brush the button when you were looking at that wire, because like you aim by looking directly at what you want to interact with and then press the button. Um, some of the like uh, some of the modules are really simple. You've got like a number of wires, and then the instructions will say, uh, w- uh, if, if, depending on what sort of wire setup, which wire you need to cut. Uh, some of them will have like a Simon Says a system where you've got like a, a diamond shape with four colours, and depending on what the serial number on the side of the box is, and depending on whether you have any strikes or not, the order that you have to do the Simon Says reply is different. Um, and then there's as as you go through, the, the modules become more and more complicated and the bombs have more and more modules and you still only have this rigid five minutes and sometimes only three minutes to defuse the bomb. Like there'll be one where there'll be, um, actually, let me get the, no, I won't bother getting the guide up actually. Um, there'll be like, a, it'll show a number and then you'll have like a choice of four numbers underneath the press and you have to press the number that corresponds depending on the guide and then you go through a few stages and then it'll say the next stage will be like, okay, press the button that was in position number four on your second one. And you're like, Oh shit, what button was that? So you have to have, there's like memory, like uh, memory games and things like that tied into it. And it gets so comp- co- so complicated. And, and like all the time, it's like the tick, tock, tick, tock of, of the timer, which goes faster and faster as you, as you, uh, um, accidentally cock up and get strikes. And it's, yeah, it's really, <laughs> really good. Like, um, to be honest, it's the sort of game I reckon we could play over Skype if one of us had yep. it, um, and because like That'd be it, interesting. <laughs> you only need one, only one person needs to have the game to be able to interact with the bomb. The guide manual itself is just completely free to access on their website. It's on I think it's bombmanual.com. Um So it's the sort of game that yeah you could play over Skype. One person defusing the bomb, the other people trying to ex- like go through the um, the instructions. Well, what happens when the call hangs it. up? Yeah, that's true. Or if the microphone fails, so
1: that's half the Western seaboard gone. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, what happens if the other guy has colour blindness? Oh, he's a shit bomb disposal man, then isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, tell I. Extra it, level of challenge. Cut the
1: brown one. <laughs> Is there no colour mode in it like Battlefield does? Because you know how Battlefield does the colour blind thing when it
2: turns everything pink. Uh, I don't know, I haven't looked into the menus I mean I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not suffer from any colour blindness so it's not something I've really looked into but, but there may be an option sh- in there I assume there would be because a lot of it depends on because you having to cut coloured wires or mm. the Simon Says sequence is very colour based uh. and it's a bit with us like a, you'll have like a, a big button like it'll be red, yellow, blue or white and have particular words on it and then you have to like do something with the button and then read the corresponding number uh, corresponding colour that appears next to it and then do something particularly depending on what, on what Happens there, um, but it's it's a really really good sort of party game. I mean, I've only been able to play it with mm. one person, uh, just me and the girlfriend so far. But with it being on the phone and the Gear VR headset's quite small, it's the sort of thing that you know, at the risk of looking like a complete twat doing it, um, <laughs> I could take it down the pub and play it with some friends. I'm gonna try it riding a bike. It, oh god, <laughs> no. let's up the ante. <laughs> We've missed the last few weeks, but we've got a lunch hour game of the week, and our guest Ali
3: is going to provide this week's lunch hour game of the week. Yeah, this week we've got uh, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, and it's published by EA, uh, developed by Capital Games, uh, available on Android and the App Store, the iOS App Store. Um, And basically it's kind of a blend of a card game and an RPG strategy game, Um, a little bit like um, the Final Fantasy games back in the day where it's a turn-based game. All based in the Star Wars universe, um, and you get the a team of light side characters and dark side characters, and good and evil. So they're not all uh, Sith and uh, Jedi's and whatnot. You get Han Solo's, and you get lots of the little characters as well. And um, so you the likes of Darth Vader are actually your big characters, and you actually get cards, and they become characters in the game, and they have uh, up to three abilities. Uh, and then you get to use your lightsaber to take down the other guys and some guys heal you and like um, if you get uh, Chewbacca he can then be your tank Um, but then you also get to upgrade all the um, equipment that they've got and then you level up that way and you level up with little droid uh, training uh, things as well so it's it's really in-depth game but unbelievably addictive I downloaded it after seeing it um, on the E3 press conference and I was like oh what's that and Downloaded it the other night and then I think I played it for about four hours solid or something stupid on my on my iPad. It's a little bit clumsy on the iPhone and uh, and and smartphones, uh, but it's it's really good, uh, really in depth. Uh, there's lots to add to it and then um, you don't have. There are pay options, but you don't have to. Um, you get about 250 credits playing a couple of games, which then you can buy an extra pack of cards and they give you upgrades and, and different things like that. So it's definitely worth a look, uh, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, really.
2: Yeah, i have to get that down. I'm, I'm a sucker for a, for a decent Star Wars game, and uh, I've finally broken my um, Clash Royale habit and deleted the game off my phone. So <laughs> I've been looking for something else to play on my, on my lunch break. So yeah, I'll get that yeah. A download.
3: Yeah, you get up to six people on your team, um, and then there's there's other little extra bits. You've got challenge mode and and different things so you can get um, extra upgrades and it's all random but it's, it's definitely worth a shout It's it's a good game
2: So moving on to the news our
3: first story comes from Ali And today we've got some news about the uh, Burnout uh, game that Could have been, should have been um, from Criterion Um, and this comes out from uh, E3 2014 when they Uh, revealed that they'll be doing a new extreme sports project uh, from Burnout and uh, the Need for Speed developer. Um, It looked like it was going to be quite promising uh, with hints of Burnout Paradise, so uh, quite a few people were getting quite excited about that. Um, But EA have now confirmed uh, the project is no longer happening um, and the studio is now shifting all their efforts towards Star Wars, Um, so possibly some of the uh, footage that we saw um, from E3, uh, they might be working on some of that stuff uh, in the future. So it's a bit of a sad day because I love those games.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wonder if this has got anything to do with uh, the, that game Steep that Ubisoft showed at the end of their conference. So, like, Ubisoft, like, oh, we've got this big open world extreme winter sports game with like snowboarding and skiing and um, wingsuiting and stuff like that. And I don't know whether EA looked at that and went, oh, shit, someone else is doing it. Someone else is gonna do it quicker than us, let's just can
3: it. Probably better. <laughs> Maybe, but but then it it could be it could have been like a complete contrast to it, whereas
0: mm.
3: Ubisoft seems to be going down quite a serious route with it. And I guess they could have gone down a more um see how many legs you can break or something, <laughs> going down a slope or how yeah. many other people you could wipe out. But yeah, it's it's sad. What can you do? Well we've got um dangerous golf. Yes. if yep, you wanted yeah. to
2: play something, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's any good or not. Um, it's really good. Uh, f- here, an official publication check. gave it four out of five. Ah, We've got the latest uh, Edge here. Let me just—I think they Oh, Christ! It here
1: Ooh. we go. Putting me up against Edge. Uh, uh, Edge,
2: Edge gave it seven out of ten. Well, I gave it four out of five. Yeah, that's about right then. Eight out right. Of 10. I think it's about right. Yeah. yeah.
4: Right, according to the Nintendo Inquirer, mounting evidence points towards the Nintendo NX using cartridge-based media over the discs that Nintendo has opted for in the recent years. The rumour stems from Nintendo of America's recent trademark filing for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. As pointed out by an enterprising trademark detective, the filing for this particular game lists both cartridge and discs. This is a contrast to filings for Wii U games which were only listed as video game discs so this is a weird turnaround but we've got enough technology now in um, flash media where we can get some mm. real solid large file size on a tiny tiny cartridge yeah, yeah. is this no
1: on the back of last week's story you used run about how they were patenting everything yeah. and <laughs> it's like we'll patent yeah. everything so you don't
4: see we'll scare the shit out of everybody yeah, yeah. so
2: basically they just went we'll do both and you'll never know it adds weight to the argument that the, the the theory that people have got that maybe the NX is going to be both a home console and a handheld in one. Mm. Uh, and so a cartridge would make more sense if you're going to be able to transfer the game or, or play it on a handheld console as well as being on the home console as well. Uh, like a 3 ds size sort of cartridge. But yeah, like you were saying, the, the, the leaps that have been made in... In uh, flash memory, you can store a lot of information and access it incredibly fast, like quicker than you can on a disk. Oh yeah, it
3: could be that extra step that they've got over uh, competitors to go. Well, we've got the balls to to go back to cartridges, and it's actually going to work because technically it's just a an SD mm. card. Yeah, but case, you, you're going to get to hold
1: yeah. them. <sighs> That's
3: all I want to do. <laughs> well, yep. yeah,
1: oh, I
4: miss those days.
1: <laughs> or when you get when you get one that's second hand, in that you get your cotton buds, you a rubbing alcohol. <laughs> oh. oh, they were the days, boys. A rubbing of lies. <laughs> oh, oh, Christ! I'm glad I'm sitting. I'm glad I'm sitting down. I'm glad
2: I'm sitting down. I'm saying that. That's all I'm saying. Oh. And it works on uh, on the Vita. I mean, you can f- if you can fit games as as expansive as Persona Four on a what is essentially like a not DVD. that much bigger than your uh, thumbnail sort of uh mm. sd card sort Don't, of yeah. thing then um it could work very well and yeah it, it, like you're saying it, it could give them a bit of an advantage over over slightly more archaic disc-based uh media plus uh, it take up a hell of a lot less space on your shelf
1: Very close to my heart. Um, a particular games character mascot has turned the joy old age of twenty five. Bastards, for you younger than me. Um, yeah, last week it was the anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. Um, and how did they celebrate? They had a massive do op in Tokyo, where uh, through Game of Sutra, uh they said that. On the 22nd of July at San Diego Comic Con, there will be an announcement of the next game um, planned, which is a bit weird, announcing a Sonic game at Comic Con, but it does fall in the wake of the whole new Sonic Boom mm. TV series and stuff, and the kind of embodiment of that, plus I think today also Sega VPs and that said they're going to make Sonic a uh, Personality, don't know quite know what that involves. Oh, there's
4: the live action film coming out, isn't there? Oh god, yes. yeah.
2: no!
1: Yeah, because I cringed when I heard them say we're going to make him, we're going to make him a Fang. My, where is Where what is, what is Sonic right now? Like Sonic's a Fang just now. You're going to cheapen mm. him. You know what I mean? Um, so that's going to look forward to that. <laughs> um, I haven't yeah. played Sonic Boom. I don't really want to play Sonic Boom, um, but if I'm a kid, I don't actually know any kids that've played it either, so I don't know if the shows any good or not. You know what I mean? So I've no, I've never catched an episode. I don't know if any of you yeah. have. Um, no. I, I, I imagine if you're that age, it might be your thing. But I think everybody who loves Sonic and knows why they love Sonic, I think your dreams died back with Sonic 3
4: Sonic and Knuckles, Yeah. the Xbox. That is a fact, and it's really weird.
1: Yeah, it's really weird how they've never ever just went Let's make another game in this mould Let's just re-release this game And put another name on it, you know what I mean It's really, really strange Though, a really funny thing Really, really funny thing was last week The Mighty No. 9 was released And it's apparently shocking Sonic's official Twitter Official Twitter Put up that uh, You don't, was it You don't win them every time guys To Mighty Number no. 9 and I'm going, you're throwing stones at glass houses, big time here. So mm. much sure you're probably going to shear your head off, Sonic. And they put up a wee picture of him, Danny, the kind of shrugging shoulders, like, hey, it's a me! <laughs> um, but from a different franchise. And I was kind of like, that's a bit sore and a bit out of order for Sega, because Sega haven't had a good Sonic game for... Ever. <laughs> don't don't, don't yeah. you dare say that, Sonic... Old school Sonic was good (laughs) Just The new school Sonic was pretty piss Um, So I was a bit amazed by that That Sega were kind of being Or the temp at the time that had access to the count Was being quite cheeky Um, But I got like half a thousand million Twillion fall retweets and stuff (laughs) So it was not missed By many Mm. (laughs) But that was a quite interesting little nugget But um, yeah I would say I'm quite excited to see what comes next But I'm not really because it's not going to be any good, and it's it's just like, the dream's over. Yeah,
4: well, the weird thing is they're announcing it for a 2017 release, which makes it a year out of date, so it's the 25th anniversary on the 26th year, which is just asked about it anyway. True,
1: true, and they're announcing it at a comic
4: convention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not... Why not just announce it at, like, Gamescom, which is, like, two why months ago. they just announce it last week, when they announced that they were going to do an announcement? <laughs> That's just...
1: Why not announce it at Tokyo at the actual Sonic (laughs) celebration? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Sega doing things backwards since 1992.
2: Okay, so our final uh, news story is that uh, Overwatch's Torbjorn is getting a nerf on consoles. Uh, complaints that Overwatch's turret-building Swedish Dwarven engineer Torbjorn is overpowered on console are finally being addressed by uh, by Blizzard. Uh, in the in month or so since the games come out, it's become very apparent that the meta on the console. It varies quite wildly from the pc version and torbjorn is a very good example of, of of that because his turret operates with a speed and accuracy that you can't really match using a controller like it's not so much of a problem on on pc because you can aim very very quickly and very precisely with the keyboard and mouse that you can't quite do with the controller and so torbjorn's turrets become a bit of a nightmare like if you're playing an attack uh, and you come up against a defensive team that's got two or three torbjorns then you're going to have real problems so uh Blizzard have confirmed that to mitigate this, they're going to be nerfing Torbjorn's turret damage by uh, 30% on the PS4 and Xbox One version in a patch that's going to be due in mid to late July. Um, I'm glad that they've, they've realised that. I mean, they, they, they've been saying from the off that there's going to be differences between the two. That's why they, they've they talked about possibly having cross-platform play between Xbox One and PS4, but they would never allow it between console and play and PC because it would be unfair. Um but it, it, I'm glad that they are addressing the two games as two separate entities because they do play very differently like on PC they had to give a massive nerf to widowmaker because she was unstoppable on the PC version because you could be incredibly accurate whereas w- unless you come across someone who was un- inhumanly accurate using a controller widowmaker can be countered quite quite easily Williams oh, God bitch oh no it's not I've sat and played with Widowmaker <laughs> I swear to god
1: I've sat and camped spawn points with Widowmaker and I swear to god it's like one two three four five and I'm not even trying I'm just like kind of swaying I've got the swaying motion
2: the that's because you're, you're coming and up across like bad players they're just like, running out of spawn they can't
1: like, they're just running out and, and well, that's all, it,
2: all it would take is like one Genji to come in and you go to headshot that Genji and he no, but, hits his deflect and the bullet will go straight back into your head and kill you
1: no but they're running out the actual sponsor, you know how the, the hologram yeah. door they're mm-hmm. running out, so they don't know anything. And I'm, and that's not how I have an issue. Is you yeah, shouldn't be able to shoot them inside that. That should be a force field of safety. I, I, can, I can snipe all the way through into the back of that
2: area. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, you can, yeah, you can pid people back in that point. You just can't it's go horrible. through the door. It's horrible, but yeah. it's Let's horrible. not go into another massive rant about it's that's it. Off,
3: boys <laughs> fighting like men again. Come on. Do you think that 30% is going to be too much? I mean, no. you can go in with Farrah and take down the turrets quite easily.
1: But then, remember, he goes up to turret level 4E, 3. I was going to say 4 there, but 3 when he gets his uber-liquid uh, he? He gets When he goes into yeah. molten core, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah, kind true. of like, yeah. all that then up that to... That'll, that will, won't it? That will then take that up to the original stats, won't it? Mm-hmm. When he gets uber Superpowers. Yeah. And to be fair, that's so. powerful
2: enough. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought they might nerf it to the point, like, you know how you need to pick up scrap to put down armour- uh, mm, armor packs. Yeah. I thought they might nerf it so that you need to pick up scrap in order to be able to upgrade the turret from uh, level 1 to level 2. Um, yes. They decided to give it a damage a nerf instead. I'm guessing that they must have tried to trial different methods um, before they decided on what they were going to do. Um but yeah, um, we'll see when it when when they bring the nerf out. But I, I don't think it will make Torbjorn a useless character by any stretch of the imagination. He's still going to be no, a very good character. You'll just get
1: You'll just get two side by side now. <clears throat> so instead of being do, a superpower, you'll you have get that a anyway. Really
2: well, we've got some footage up on the uh, Laps Gamer Radio YouTube channel of uh, me and uh, my girlfriend and a uh, friend of the show Grim um, from Iceland actually. Um, hey. <laughs> <playing>, uh, <laughs> We played defense on one of the match uh, on one of the the, the uh, payload maps with six Torbjorns and they couldn't even get to the first point to capture the uh, the payload. Full
1: like you are ruining the
2: game. Just, like you. We Can just did it for shits it? and giggles. We just oh. did. It, like, every now and then, it's kind of <laughs> fun. Like I played a match earlier on today um, where, uh, like, I jumped into the match and there were three people who picked Diva. So I thought, right, fuck so it, I'll pick Diva as well. And then the other two people picked Diva, and so we had six Divas, uh, and. The match didn't end particularly well.
3: Like, we didn't win, but it was just good fun. Uh, Yeah, I've done something similar with um, Reinhardt's on a payload. Six Uh, Reinhardt's just completely covering the payload. It was awesome. The the, (laughs) the
1: two things I was going to say I take away from you is if I hear somebody say it's high noon one more time or die, 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 I'm going to kill someone. It's the fact you get die, die every three settings. Like... Reaper is not the solution to every situation in that game. Like everybody just spawns Reaper constantly. I just can't handle it when he shouts mm. "Die, die, die!" It's the most annoying. It's all out- over the map. You can hear it, and we're all soldiers now. I know we're all soldiers now because everybody's playing as soldier.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was the mode. Uh, that was the Aye, brawl, that was
1: actually a good recently. mode. That was yeah. a good mode, and and I like. Hand up, I like that mode because that mode forces your hand. So you've had soldiers, you've had Genji and... Hi-ai, dragon yeah. guy. <laughs> and you've had the, this defence this week in it. It's all in the defence, so it's like um, all your defender guys. They're yeah. quite interesting. Although the problem is Widowmaker's in there. It's a, bit yeah, a problem. Yeah, and
2: Hanzo. But then also Mei, and Mei's really good at being a complete pest. Yeah. Mm. And um, I'm trying to there's, there's another one that's quite oh, the Joker. Um, um, what's Junk
1: face? Junk Rap, junk Aye. So they're there and there. But um, I I like that because it forces people's hands. That's really good day modes. But mm. you only it, me and my mate were saying they should be daily modes.
2: Rotate them daily instead of being one a week. Well, they've only got a certain number of them. They're, they're listed up on the on um, the Overwatch uh, wiki. They've got the list. There's, there's only about a dozen or so. I see. I've so no went no that deep, and yeah, okay. I just play with. I just I play up, the game, yeah. guys, man. I'm hey. a
1: fan, but I'm not a super fan. Hey,
2: hey Stuart, guess what? It's <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> so we've got a game giveaway. Uh, promotion ongoing we uh, we got 50 pl- 50 or more games uh, in total to give away on steam uh, and uh, it's available to anyone who has a, a pc and access to steam uh, all you need to do is go to uh, google doc and we'll put a link for that in the show notes uh, on the uh, pod bean link and on the blog as well and all you've got to do is put your twitter handle or email address next to any of the games you want uh, within reason don't be greedy. Don't put your name down for 20 games. It's so on a first come, first served basis, and we'll send the links out about once a week via Twitter, our DM, or via email. Uh, we hope to keep this running throughout the year, and we'll add more codes when we get them. Uh, if you've got any codes uh, you have a duplicate for, uh, or any codes you want to wish to donate, then we'll happily take them off your hands and, and pass them on uh, to our listeners, uh, and give appropriate shout-outs, of course. And you can get, the, you can email us or DM uh, us on the Lapsed Gamer Twitter feed at Lapsed a quick reminder that our next playlist game is the Wolf Among Us uh, the Telltale uh, Wolf Among Us game uh, get hold of it and get it played and let us know your thoughts on the game in time for a dedicated episode which we'll be recording in the next few weeks so good yeah it's my favourite of the Telltale games that I've played so far I really really I've like it I've got it, it but i have not played it get it played,
1: really cool. get, oh, it played. get it
2: played just stop, just get get it, get it stop. Played. we can wait yeah. oh, okay. tell jokes about you right? Ray <laughs> you can go <laughs> get it yeah, get it played and then you can join us on the episode if you want
1: yeah yeah sounds good uh, I like how we'll, you get an invite, bad
2: <laughs> We can only handle you uh, 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 only so often. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be covering the first few issues of the Fables comic book series on one of our Ballyhoo episodes in the near future as well. So if you've got uh, the Fables comics, then uh, get those read again and we'll be able to cover those in a few weeks as well. Uh, or in a few months, whenever we decided to do it. Uh, if you've got any community feedback, uh, any tweets about Laps Gamer Radio, specific episode feedback, um, Facebook comments, or emails, or iTunes reviews, uh, you can uh, get in contact with us via a variety of means. Um, you can email at Laps Gamer Radio at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit the blog Laps Gamer You can visit our Laps Gamer Radio Twitter feed at Laps Gamer. And you can uh, like our Laps Gamer Gamer Radio Facebook page and add yourselves to the Laps Gamer Radio community Facebook group. Uh, you can find all of our podcast episodes to stream or MP3 download at our Podbean web address at lapsgameradio.podbean.com. Also, please be so kind as to subscribe and review Laps Gamer Radio on iTunes. And you can check out our Laps Gamer YouTube channel for additional content. And remember, do let us know if you'd like to be on a future episode with us. And I guess all that's left to be said is thanks for listening and goodbye. Bless, bless. Catch yous Bye bye. What language is that, Kev? Icelandic. Oh, my God.